Hello everyone, welcome to our first episode of What's Your Cover Story with me, Jaciara, and our first guest, Stephanie. So how do you feel being our first guest? I'm really excited to be chatting with you about the topics we have today. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really grateful that you're having me. I'm looking forward to answering your questions and stuff. Yeah, thank you. Of course. Okay, so let's get straight on into it. So Stephanie, what is your cover story? Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, where you come from, and just a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm 24 years old. Uh, I did an English degree in London. I'm originally from Birmingham. I'm the founder of 20hood, which is an online platform. It's a magazine, basically, uh, and it's all about being in your 20s. I also do spoken word, and I'm a freelance writer. So, yeah. I love it. She's all the above. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so mentioning 20hood magazine. So how did you come up with the concept of creating a magazine for the ups and downs of being in your 20s? Well, so originally there was three of us, so I used to do it with two other women who mm-hmm. are two of my closest friends, but um, kind of their work, their full-time jobs got in the way of that. But we originally came up with it uh, because we just noticed there was a bit of a gap in the market for something that was directed at us, and also just actually giving a voice to young creatives, because mm-hmm. I feel like even when you do manage to get a role in your 20s, you're not really writing about exactly what you want to write about, it's all about, oh, I need experience for this, yeah. and just you know you're not getting paid much or you're getting paid nothing like I've been published before and stuff and you know got nothing for it but they're making a profit like Mm -hmm. our our platform is non-profit basically um so yeah we just noticed a gap and originally as well a lot of the concept was uh juggling stuff when you are a creative because it's Mm -hmm. not there's just not a lot of yeah there's just not a lot of money in it so you have to juggle full-time work um worrying about rent worrying about how you're gonna fund your next project and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. it's just providing a platform for those people to get their foot in the door and I accept people of different levels of of writing um so I work with them on their drafts editing going back and forth uh, and I think as well, like, we just need a wider representation, like, of race, gender, sexual orientation, class. Um, and I've just noticed as well, like, a lot of the time when anything that could be directed at us is covered in the news, it's always from a distance. It's some 35-year-old mm-hmm. straight white man writing on the topic of, <laughs> for example, like, grinders, ethnicity filter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, so I'd rather get someone, I'd rather get a person of colour talk about being on grinder themselves mm-hmm. and their experience with racism rather than someone who's so far from it exactly. telling us what's happening and I think you know it's not enough of that so I just want to put stuff out that I'd like to see. No exactly I think that's great because especially in the climate that we live in today it's really hard for freelancers just anyone really to find a space where they don't have to like pay as you said and um, they feel like this pressure put on them where they're like oh I feel like I have to be a certain way or I have to talk a certain way or I have to act a certain way and I love that with you and, and brands and businesses like like you and me um, we really try and create a space for like creatives to just come and as you said just feel appreciated and feel wanted um, and it's great that you found a gap in the market because it's really difficult to try and come up with something that's innovative these days because you know everyone's trying to do what you're doing 
and it's just it's, yeah. it's really competitive but um no I absolutely I love that and I'm not in my 20s yet <laughs> so I can't even relate I'm there next year but no I, I love I love reading the magazine I love reading the stories that you put up and I love listening to the spoken word and everything that you do it's really really aspiring so if you are in your 20s or getting to your 20s <laughs> even if you're in your 30s 40s or 50s I think you definitely need to give um 20 or a, a lesson and Thank a read um it's <laughs> perfect as soon as I get to my 20s trust me I'm going to be binging <laughs> binging the content oh my god okay so on to our main topic which is what we talked about yesterday so um whilst we were organizing this interview you know I mentioned the term girl boss and why that phrase needs to be put to rest essentially so um <laughs> you know growing up I heard the phrase being used on grown women who started something for themselves and even when I was being cheered on when I started a project or something in school or college um you know people would always be like oh you're a girl boss and I'm like yeah I am but you know I never really sat down and thought about the connotations or um the negative like attributes that I had to the phrase um until you mentioned it yesterday so I read that Refinery 21.9 interview and Mm -hmm. the article that was titled Let 2020 Be the Year That We Get Rid of Girlboss Culture for Good and that was written by Vicky Spratt in the beginning of this year and she says that Girlboss is a Trojan horse (laughs) which I really (laughs) love I really really love that comparison so she says that it appears to raise women up to carve out space for us in a working world still too crowded with men but in reality, it denies us agency. It diminishes us and it denigrates us with our authority, end quote, which is essentially what we're going to be talking about now, what we're going to be talking about today, because, again, I didn't think about the negative connotations. You know, I just thought, girl boss, it's uplifting, you know, it's mm. positive. But then when you actually think about it and when you actually, like, step away from the um, the outside of it, it's really negative and it really needs to be put to pause it's all over merchandise it's on t-shirts it's in books there's a whole brand built upon the phrase girl boss which I don't like <laughs> looking yeah. into it I've become so passionate about this and I don't think that it should be a thing that um, girls and women should take lightly essentially so Steph (laughs) what (laughs) is your outlook on this whole conversation because you know you brought it up to me and I know you don't love the phrase yourself so (laughs) what do you think um needs to be stopped about this phrase what do you think about it as a whole essentially I think that just the the main thing that strikes me straight away is the word girl because it's not like I remember when I was younger um what's her name from n-dubs uh talisa so you oh, did the yeah. whole like i'm a female boss kind of mm-hmm. thing which i think that's better but i like the term girl is just automatically bring like obviously i'm 24 like i'm not a girl i'm a woman exactly. so it that's the thing that strikes me at first i hate it when anyone calls me a girl because mm-hmm. i think you like you just wouldn't say that to a man exactly. you wouldn't say boy boss you like you just wouldn't do it mm-hmm. um but yeah, even even female boss, I hate how we have to gender things just because things were originally, well, it still is dominated by men, but just because something is dominated by a gender, it doesn't 
mean that we have to create a whole exactly. new name for something exactly. so things like guy liner just so guys can feel oh like <laughs> just so men can feel comfortable putting on a product that okay yeah more women use it but yeah do we have to or like, it, it's the same in You're branding what it is exactly like branding face washes it has to be like oh because it's a bit feminine to look after yourself so yeah, you have to put like a man stamp on it and you know bring in different colors and different font sizes and and, and types mm-hmm. and stuff like that so yeah it's, it's stuff like that and like female dj it's, oh my gosh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my main problem I think instead of trying to empower women with a culture that that does like infantilize us um we should focus on the real issues like I'd feel more empowered if I didn't have to deal with sexual harassment at work since Mm -hmm. I was 18 years old like um my boss is flirting me when I'm 18 Uh, I used to (laughs) um I'd feel more empowered as well like if women were paid the same as men for the same job like that's the mm-hmm. kind of thing that would make me feel oh yeah like we're bosses we're this we're da, da, da. not being called a girl boss and <laughs> I don't know it's just not, in a way not it's kind of belittling it is really belittling now that I think about it um because you know we have to really put those uh the genders on a certain job I don't know why I don't know how it started. I don't know why it started. Um, but even the things with specific job roles, how it's allocated to a certain gender, like you think of a doctor, you think male predominantly, you think nurse, you think women, or yeah. office job, woman, uh, I don't know, secretary, woman. And then when it comes to things like manufacturing and builders and and all the, the, the heavy jobs that women stereotypically cannot do, you think of that being a man's role. So when it is yeah a woman seen doing it everyone's all of a sudden oh my gosh wow she's so strong oh my gosh wow she's so powerful (laughs) was she not those things prior starting that job no it's really it's really confusing and um (laughs) it definitely needs to be put to a stop but just the girl boss phrase I it's really it's really wrapped up in my head now that it's like I cannot believe even there's a show on Netflix that was about I think it was uh, to do with Nasty Gal or something yeah um, that's how it all and I watched the whole thing that's how it started yeah I watched the whole thing thinking oh my gosh yeah she's a girl boss <laughs> you know she's doing her thing and it had a great message to it it did but just the the whole connotation of the word is not something that I think young girls especially should be you know ingesting and taking in um, yeah. with the media and everything especially because they're going to grow up thinking that you know if they take on a quote-unquote male role that uh, you know they're doing something amazing for themselves when in reality whatever role they take on if it's stereotypically male or female I think they should just be proud of themselves but that's not unfortunately yeah. that's not how it is so um oh gosh have you had any experiences that you know as you as you said about your jobs and you know being <laughs> flirted with by your bosses which is disgusting for stop but um have you had any experiences with the whole girl boss thing and being in the industry that you are in have you um experienced things where you feel like you know not now because you're so much older but have you felt you know belittled by that phrase have you felt a certain way about it um to be fair I've never I've never really been called it 
I've never yeah I've not experienced it that much I'd say I'd say I've not really yeah I've not really been belittled um yeah but I guess in terms of just being in terms of just being a woman and doing it anyway I think definitely I struggle like being what well, I used to struggle being assertive and confident um so yeah not so much belittled but struggling to actually be that person in power and make mm-hmm. the decisions and not doubt myself because we're not really taught or pushed to do that kind of stuff we're kind of no, exactly. taught to be more submissive uh, and mm-hmm. even in that refinery article, she she mentioned about how, um, like, the girl boss is someone who, like, puts kisses at the end of emails. And I actually do oh, that. Gosh. Like, not in <laughs> not not in any other email, just on, when I send out briefs, basically, for the magazine. I do put yeah. kisses at the end of my emails. But the way I write my emails is kind of how I'd like to receive them. So I'm going to justify exactly. it with that. But um, I did read it. And I was like, oh, God. Yeah. And the other stuff that she kind of speaks about what we feel pressure to do, it's just, it is quite bad. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I literally feel the same way. With you putting X's, I call everyone love. Like, oh <laughs> even because if you guys don't know me and stuff, we used to work together, actually. That's how that's how we know each other. Yes, we We've had to especially, oh yeah. gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, can't really work in hospitality and not enjoy no sexual harassment really and that's like literally clients asking you for your number and Mm -hmm. like we've had to protect each other as well oh my gosh yeah you're not going to that table anymore because that person's harassing you so I'm gonna (laughs) go there now and god oh my gosh the flashbacks is actually (laughs) the anxiety oh it's ridiculous the amount of times we've had to you know come over to each other and be like you know so and so ask my number and he's either married he has kids or yeah. he's just yeah. <laughs> four times my age it's disgusting and um it's it's really sad because you know essentially when I first started the job I was like so excited you know I was like oh my gosh you meet new people that's great tips are decent you know it's a different area but then as you know the regulars came in and just certain individuals they'd really take advantage especially <laughs> the fact that you know I'm young and um, yeah. I don't exactly know what I'm doing and I am very submissive um unintentionally I don't notice it but when there is a, a man and he's of a certain profession I tend to belittle myself essentially and just be his what's the right word without making myself sound bad <laughs> I, I just try and be there at his beck and call 24 7 even though that was the job role essentially but I would do it in ways that was not even required of me but I felt like I had to because I was a girl and he was a, a grown man so I'm really yeah. glad I've grown out of that <laughs> I'm really really glad I've grown out of that um and it's sad because a lot of girls still do go through that at work at school you know in and around the streets it's, it's horrible but oh my gosh <laughs> wow glad glad we're both away from that now 100% <laughs> so what have you got going on at the moment with the magazine with you personally have you got anything exciting coming up so I'm thinking of making a zine well not thinking about it I am doing it yes. uh, but I'll 
I put out a call for some new illustrators and writers that want to be part of the physical zine um, and I'm going through all of those this week and getting back to people so yeah that, I, I mean I've never done it before so I don't know how long it's going to take mm-hmm. uh, but hopefully with that it will come with a little launch party if COVID allows and I'm hoping oh, to like some DJs because I'm meant to have I was meant to have a night back in March and it literally got cancelled um because of covid we got into lockdown a week before it was meant to happen or something oh, so we're no. hoping to put on some events when we can mm-hmm. uh, so yeah the zine's going to be about yeah being a young creative and all the issues that we face and also going to be interviewing different people from different backgrounds that are doing doing stuff so yeah it's quite exciting and then personally I'm just still writing spoken word and doing it over music so I'm mm-hmm. trying to co-produce those as well because I, I just have this thing where I like to be part of every single process that goes into oh my something gosh. me and you both me and you both yeah I'm like, <laughs> if I could film my own video I would but like I have to be like the creative director from in front of the camera exactly you're the, director, you're the person who's in it you're the writer you're the editor you're everything literally like yeah I just want to do it all but I think eventually I need to give in to that a little bit yeah, no, that's the, that is the thing I've noticed with, I noticed that with you, you just seem like the type of person that wants to do everything themselves, you're very confident, you're very independent, um, I'm the same, like, I I know <laughs> I have to accept help sometimes, yeah, and I just, and I just don't like people gonna be, some, sometimes people are going to be better than you, they're going to have more experience, like, exactly. you could work alongside them on something, but, you know, ultimately, like, say if, like I was doing my own styling as well obviously it was Covid so I couldn't really get a stylist in mm-hmm. but yeah. say in the future you someone else will have a better idea than me someone will do my makeup better than me some you know I need to just give into it yeah it's hard <laughs> it's really really hard especially when it's your own thing yeah you just want to do everything but you can't because eventually you'll be exhausted yeah and you want to work with other people because otherwise you're just a one-man team and you don't want that for the rest yeah of and that's how you grow as well and like get better and bigger ideas mm-hmm. no exactly I completely completely agree with you okay going on to being in your 20s because as I mentioned I'm 19 I'm not 20 yet but what have you learned being in your 20s and what are you currently learning like what's the biggest lesson you've learned um in your four or so years of being in your 20s um the biggest thing that I've learned I'd say is just to kind of take everything as it comes like Mm. I think I used to have plans for everything even when I was younger like definitely gonna have two or three children definitely want to be married by 26 or 28 and then have my first child by the time 20 and all these different things and I've realized that as each year goes on all my plans change because mm-hmm. what I want changes so I think it's always good to have your goals and your ambitions in the forefront of your mind and what you want so eventually I'm hoping I can have an office for 20 years and have a, you know a team that I see every day rather than mm-hmm. just speak to via email yeah. um, so each day when I make a decision on something I've got the goal in my head but I don't have like a plan I don't know how I'm going to do everything next year or where I'm going to be because everything changes constantly maybe mm-hmm. next year I hate writing like <laughs> I, I don't I, like, I don't know so I think yeah that's the biggest lesson I've learned and also just I'm definitely not 
I don't I, I don't even feel how I thought I'd feel at this age. Um just in terms of like being an adult and all that kind of stuff. I just I think you when you're younger you think everything's gonna be so different when you're a bit older. Yeah. And you're you mature and stuff and you, you learn more and you, you you do change but you you are ultimately the same person yeah just someone with still like a youthful mind that wants to have fun that isn't so set on a a constant career like Mm -hmm. I want to do loads of different things I don't just want to enter one type of career and and work my way up into like like, that's not how everyone wants to be and I think we're kind of nurtured into this thing of okay you start one job and you ended it like in the same company Mm -hmm. or you know something like that uh so yeah and I also think as well in terms of creatively sometimes and this is a bit controversial but uni can be a bit of a scam (laughs) oh please don't even mention that (laughs) (laughs) like I I think I think English definitely did help me like studying that it you know I don't really regret doing a degree but also because it affects you so so much mentally when you're studying like I had this thing oh be an intern and do all this writing stuff and build a portfolio while I was uni I didn't none of that like mm-hmm. I'd had to do an extra year um which was kind of external so I was working full-time doing the extra year of, like, oh, that, yeah. like yeah my dissertate all my essays my dissertation all that kind of stuff and launching the magazine at the same time so mm-hmm. I guess I started building the portfolio in the fourth year but before that I'd maybe written some short stories and scripts during uni that I thought mm-hmm. it, but I, I wasn't building anything I hadn't published anything until that fourth year yeah so, yeah I think if you do go to uni and you are a creative building that portfolio is so crucial because mm-hmm. like some some people are out here and they're 19 and they're way more ahead in their career than I am mm-hmm. and and they didn't go to like they didn't go to uni and that's why they have all this time on their hands yeah no it's correct oh, gosh education university please I've had to think about it <laughs> <laughs> too much because if you guys don't know I'm, I'm pregnant I'm eight months pregnant now expecting babies soon and um yeah my whole life has changed <laughs> in the space of a good few months and it's crazy because I was thinking about you know, university, everyone was asking me, you know, are you going back? You know, um, yeah. are you going to do the same course? And I was like, because I was studying fashion art direction and I loved it because I wanted to be a stylist. You know, I wanted to be an art director and work in the industry. And I saw myself like traveling everywhere and styling different people. But now having leaving uni and taking a gap here, I'm like, do I actually <laughs> do I actually need it? Um, especially in the creative industry I was doing fashion I could have been doing this what I'm doing now but full-time and if I was oh my gosh I feel like I would have been so much further than I am now if I was to do it full-time and you know do more issues and collaborate with more people um, my portfolio as you said Um, but instead I'm here like rethinking if I want to even go back but I am I'm going to do business next year (laughs) (laughs) Um, just because you know it's academic I feel like I'll gain some skills but I definitely do agree with you in saying that I mean I'm not 20 I'm nowhere near and a proper adult I still feel like a kid but um, being in your 20s I've realized because I have a lot of I have a lot of older friends and they say the same thing that you said that 
you just feel youthful you don't really feel like a quote-unquote adult minus like the bills yeah <laughs> and all the yeah. things that you have to do um you're still mindfully youthful and you still you know have the same tactics and the same behavior that you do when you were younger you just have a response a bigger responsibility essentially so yeah. um I I love that and I can't wait to experience all of that <laughs> in the next following years especially with a baby that's going to be fantastic <laughs> you'll do it you'll do it I'm um, keeping my head held high <laughs> oh my gosh okay so finally as we, we kind of mentioned we kind of dabbled in it but any advice for younger you know creatives or spe- more specifically younger females listening to this who want to branch out and want to start their own business or even who struggle to network who are shy who are more submissive you know who are just kind of in their shell have you got any advice for them or even advice that you'd give to your younger self yeah I mean I'd say whatever you're thinking of doing as long as you think out the concepts check like do your research check around for what's already out there see if there is a gap like what makes what will make your brand special um what more can you bring to something like obviously there's a million magazines around the world Mm -hmm. and um there probably is if I search deep enough there could be something similar to focusing on your 20s but I tried to make it as unique as possible like Mm -hmm. making it all illustration based and bringing illustrators and writers together so I think yeah definitely plan out what you want to do and take your time with it because I think rushing can often lead to error exactly um and yeah just try try different things and I think definitely pursue stuff but if you if you try to start something and you really hate it don't just continue because oh giving up is whatever like I've I've definitely thought of giving up a lot but I don't hate what I do like I still get enjoyment out of it Mm -hmm. so I think you have to find the right balance um so yeah and I think just try try new things in that case if you definitely know that you want to be your own boss and you don't want to work underneath people just keep trying to figure out what's right for you think about what you enjoy what's your passion um in terms of networking that's something I definitely had to overcome Mm -hmm. because I used to be quite shy and now I kind of see even like most of my nights out I see them as opportunities <laughs> to <laughs> collaborate with people because that's mm-hmm. when you're kind of chatting to people that you might not get the chance to ever speak to um I mean obviously with COVID now it's a bit more difficult but smoking areas of places I don't even smoke but like <laughs> smoking areas of places and um just yeah just always putting stuff out there if you see something or if you see someone that you recognize or whatever and you want to if you're a writer for example and you want to interview someone just go up to them and the worst mm-hmm. thing you do is say no I mean it's happened to me a few times where I've gone up to someone that I've really admired like musicians stuff like that I've got their email and then send the emails and then either not heard back or mm-hmm. just it's not worked out and that's also due to not being a big enough platform as well I think a lot of the time yeah. like if I was dazed I don't, oh, my, yeah. I don't think it's my networking skills. I think it's, I'm still building this platform. Mm-hmm. So you are going to get a lot of knockbacks. Um, but I think as lo- the more you put yourself out there, the less you fear rejection. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't matter to you anymore. No, exactly. I think that 
especially the last thing that you said that failure and you know not getting you know the the person that you wanted to interview or not getting the job that you wanted um or the internship that you wanted is definitely not the end of the world it's a part of the process and you know process is going to be your best word balance is going to be your best word your favorite word that you just have to live off um because not everyone has things handed to them especially this day and age it's it's really hard to just get from a to z without doing anything it's really rare unless you have like a million pounds and you know really (laughs) already established brand of someone that you know or your family for example but for a lot of us we're hustlers and we have to hustle and um, (laughs) without the hustle you know you you get nowhere so the knock the knockdowns the setbacks everything like that is a part of the process do not be you know afraid of it if anything someone says no someone else will say yes someone better will come along and you know see your vision and be like okay let me help you but not everyone will and that's okay (laughs) yeah that is perfectly that is perfectly fine so that is all for today's episode of what's your cover story thank you so much Steph for joining me it was so lovely talking to you and catching up again and you thank you so much for having me so don't forget to follow our instagram guys it's at it's the cover online send in your cover stories to get a chance of chatting with me in our next episode and follow our socials as well just to catch up with us in our everyday life and don't forget to shout stephanie out shout yourself out stephanie what's your socials where can everyone find you <laughs> okay so if you want to follow the magazine it's um 20 hood mag and that's all spelled out so it's not two zero like some people think sometimes <laughs> Um, and then my personal account is Steph Cleantha, so that's spelt like S-T-E-P-H. And my last name is K-L-E-A-N-T-H-O-U-S. I'll leave everything in the description, don't worry. I was wondering how you pronounce that. I was reading it, I was like, is it? Yeah, Cleanthus. Cleanthus. <laughs> you got it, you got it in one okay well done me oh gosh okay (laughs) have a great rest of your day guys have a great see you guys in another episode of watch a cover story